Welcome to Nucleus Strength, a podcast devoted to movement, health, and well-being. My name is Eric. Please join me for our next episode focusing on talking about the reasons to exercise. You will need time to listen to the podcast and ears. That's it. So I'm out walking in the evening, November, mid-November, and um, I wanted to talk about what I went through on on my exercise journey. I, um, as I was completing my dance degree, I wanted to keep dancing, of course. And there is a, at that time, maybe it still is, a a rather large stigma in dance about doing anything that's not sanctioned by dance. So if you are a dancer, you should not be lifting heavy weights, was a mantra. If you're a dancer, you should not be doing any kind of thing that could possibly adversely affect your ability to do dance. There wasn't much discussion about maybe doing other things helps you dance better because dancing biases you towards certain things. It's not universal. It's not anything that um, takes care of all of your physical needs. And this bias leads has shortcomings. And if you don't do things to cross-train for those shortcomings, it affects your long-term ability to do the things that you really enjoy. There was not much discussion about, about that. And if there was, the types of cross-training things that were mm, sanctioned weren't as robust as they should have been. So leaving school and entering my own choreographically challenged phase, let's say, I um, ended up getting injured and I ended up doing Pilates and I had to start going to a gym. Now I had been teaching classes at a local YMCA for a while, but they were dance classes. I hadn't really been taking any of the other offerings there because why would I? I'm a dancer. I don't need anything else besides what I've been told to do. Well, once I got injured, I had to look into other modalities because dancing, I couldn't dance. It's a bit of a conundrum right there, right? Keep dancing unless you get injured, then you can't do anything. Um, So I found myself in Pilates and yoga classes, and I really enjoyed them. And then I started also going to um, into the pool because I needed to do walking water and the compression's good for any kind of joint in the water. So that's really nice. And I really liked it. I taught myself to uh, swim laps. I knew how to swim the basics of it, but I didn't know how to do laps back and forth. So I had to learn how to do that. And that was great. And I really loved it. And then I just got a little bored with that over time because you're by yourself. What else is there to do? So I started adding in some weight training with that because I just thought, well, I need to do something. And this is here. I have the membership. I should explore this. And to be quite frank, I had mm, the upper body appearance of a 12-year-old adolescent. And I was in my early 30s because dance had not really built me evenly. My lower half was really strong, but my upper half, not so much. A real big... um, separation there. And I don't think that's healthy either. You should have total fitness, total um, evenness through your capacities, upper, lower, and torso. torso. So that just became a concern to me. And I was really, I was really, I don't want to say embarrassed, but I was, I felt bad that I had not taken the opportunity to develop my upper quadrant as much as my lower quadrant had during my schooling. And um, there was no time because I'm, you know, 
uh, going to school and working, there's not a lot of time for much of anything else. But still, I was left with this feeling of being black. So anyway, I started lifting weights and I really, really enjoyed it. I wasn't doing anything really aggressive, just whatever felt good and whatever I could do comfortably. And that's how I started. When I was younger, I never really wanted to um, become like a gym bunny because it's like an addiction, you know? Once you start going, once, you know, you look a different way, then once you stop, you, you don't look like that anymore. I think many people fall into that. Like, they're afraid of, yeah, it's good when you're doing it, but what happens when you eventually stop or change or life happens? Well, yeah, that's a great concern. And, for, you know, for many years, it kept me out of involved, being involved in that activity of movement and exercise. But what I discovered for myself was that, sure, if I over-exert into certain things like dance, it will develop my body in specific ways like dance did. And then once I stop dancing, that will become a concern. But that period of overtraining was really, really joyful for me. I enjoyed it. I, I learned so much. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So I decided to treat it like that. Yeah, it might change my body. And if I stop doing it, yeah, I might have to do other things. And that's okay. I had to let go of the thought of I have to look one certain way at all times in all phases of my life. I had to do just one thing always and keep it up at all times. But that's that's not really healthy. Your life is going to shift. You're going to change from this to that. You're going to have periods of lesser and greater activity. And that's just how it is. And you have to accept that. Because I felt better doing something than doing nothing. That's what it came down to for me. And I realized that over time. I had to let go of the uh, superficial thoughts of what if I don't look a certain way to I just feel better when I do this. And then I just learned to do different variations of exercises for myself. And it's that was, oh gosh, that was 20 years ago? 20 years ago. Yeah. So here we are. Today I'm still exercising. I still lift weights. I try to do something different when I need to. And I try to focus on the same things when it feels appropriate. And that may sound really ambiguous. That's because life is ambiguous. What else are you going to do? You know, yes, I mean, I have issues, of course. Sometimes I'm doing some uh, repetitive patterns for longer than I should have. But that's how you learn. Um, there was a time when I was working in a gym, my hours, I would wake up at 3.30 or 4.30 in the morning take the train into the city so that I could exercise before my clients started at like 5.30 or 6. Because when I finished training my clients at the end of the day, it'd be like mid-afternoon. And I needed to get home. Because if I worked out, it would just get me home too late and I'd be too hyped up after all of that. Because, in the, you know, if you have a commuting home, it's a little bit aggressive midday. And um, if I've already, sorry, if I have not worked out by the time the afternoon comes, I have to work out and then go home at more like rush hour. And that's never a good time and it's very stressful. And I have to go right to to bed. So 
it just worked out better for me to exercise in the morning because that's the time that I had. And I did that for many, 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 many years. Um, and during this time, I would, you know, it's early, so I'm not, I'm not, not in the clearest, clearest frame of mind. So I ended up doing some really repetitive. Let's call them routines, for a better word. And I noticed that over time, this sticking to routine actually started to have a unwarranted effect on my joints. So, for example, my shoulder just onto the subway room. It had just I had just overworked it too much and it needed to break. And I had to rehab myself from that. And um, I started noticing that every year something would happen. So I had to look at my my um, routines of what I was doing and say, okay, this is great because I'm doing something and I feel better by doing something, but the something I'm doing is not robust enough. It's not diverse enough. I need to be doing other things to make sure I'm not always doing the same things. And that really, that really helped me to understand that even though I'm giving my clients a very routine, because I am always doing exercises, I need to make sure that my patterns are more robust than what I'm offering my clients. And that really helped me. I also had to uh, drop the intensity down. I was always trying to elevate my heart rate. I was always trying to do everything because, you know, time is short. You, know, you got to get it in. And I had to understand or come to the understanding that maybe I don't have to do everything all the time, always. And that really helped me to let go of that sense of it's got to be this or that or nothing else. Just let it go. It's okay. Find what works best for you. So since I've past decade, since I've come to that realization, I've had much less aches and pains. I still get into the mindset of various better, but um, I catch myself more frequently when I'm doing that. If it's the best thing I need at that time. So um, you know, that's how it is. So I've gotten better, but I still make mistakes. Like this past, last year, I have never been someone who enjoys running or jogging. Unless you are chasing me with a knife or like a mugging, I don't really like it. Even then I don't like it. I don't like it even less when it's not behind me. Not that I like being chased with a knife at all. Don't get the wrong impression there. Um, but it's, it just doesn't feel good to me. Never. Never in my whole life. When I was in gym class in high school, I used to walk around the track when we were told to run. I just could not muster the care to run whatsoever. It just didn't feel good to me. And to this day, it still does not feel good to me. But there was a time period when I thought, I need to run because I need to experience what it is. And I really was overly concerned with how I thought I looked. And I thought that I really need to do this intense thing to help me feel better, to help me look better. And actually, I just needed to feel better about how I felt, about how I looked. I needed to do a lot more work on what I was feeling versus what I thought I was looking at. So I don't know if that many sense. Lots, I have quite a few clients who say, you know, I'm fat. And I try to correct them and say, you feel fat. You are not actually fat. Those are two different things. And that's what I, that's what I struggle with as well. And so I was, anyway, getting back to the running, I was running, I was doing it a lot, still didn't like it, still didn't love it, still was doing it. And, you know, my running is like, I don't know how to describe it. 
people in walkers were passing me by. So that gives you a bit of sense of like, the uh, level of speed I was able to achieve. <laughs> Regardless, um, I would take care of myself post pre and post running. I was always moving and stretching and making sure that after I ran, I did not feel any sort of tightness coming on. Regardless, one day, about a, after about a year of this, running three or four times a week, regardless of the weather, winter, spring, summer, fall, morning, and noon, and night, if I could, whatever time worked, one day, I just had a, like a tightening around my left knee, and it was uncomfortable. And I had not done anything untoward, besides the fact that the, my jogging session that day, my legs were really heavy, my feet were slapping the floor, I just did not want to do it, but I forced myself to. Well, a few days later, that my left knee just froze, and it just didn't want to move. And over time, it got better and better and better. And um, we're now a year outside of that, and my left knee still is not 100%. And I think that's because I have, not to be technical, what's called tibial torsion, where my the bones below my knee start to rotate of their own accord. And um, I wasn't aware this was happening. I never had any pain whatsoever in my left knee in my entire life. It happened, you know, just that just that one time, just that week. I noticed it getting tight, and I'd never had any twinges or anything in my left knee whatsoever. Anything, my right knee was always the one to be like, you know, give me some love. Left knee was always kosher. Or, sorry, orthodoxy up here. So, um, I'm just telling you this because everyone struggles with what to do, how much is too much, how much is too little. But I've always found that I feel so much better in the periods where I actually do exercise. So, you know, and it's not always going to be it's always going to be the right choice of modality but i always feel better by moving because there are times when i didn't move for months and getting out of bed was a struggle and just doing the smallest tasks it just couldn't be bothered but once i started to exercise that feeling went away not 100%. It's not like it goes away and banished to the dark side forever, but it's less and it's much easier just to get up and just to have breakfast. So I used to just not be able to get up and not be able to even like get breakfast on time. But then once I started exercising, things just fell in line. And I got up at the more regular hours and breakfast was just something that I did and didn't obsess over. I just had something and then went on to my next thing. It wasn't this big, you know, struggle of what am I gonna do, what am I there wasn't so much, you know, wasn't so much in my head, I guess is what I'd say there. So, for me, that's what exercise has been. It's, you know, it's not perfect. It's not a cure-all. And, and by no means is, is there um, only one way to do it. Uh, but I have just found across the board that it's better to move, if you can, than not to move. This is also true of what I see in my clients, specifically if there are things that they do and don't want to do. Encouraging them to do those things that are applicable within reason to their physiques is really helpful. Unfortunately, those things that they often need to do are not what they want to do because they're a bit on the challenging side. Not in terms of like, oh, it's unbearable, just it's uncomfortable struggling with those things that you're not, you don't feel that proficient at. So, if you are choosing exercise, I encourage you to do things that you like, 
and then be open to things that are more challenging to you. It's not just that, oh, you're bad at balance. Maybe you're bad at balance because you don't practice balancing. Oh, the weights are heavy. Oh, well, maybe the weights are heavy because you don't lift weights. Oh, you hit putting the shower curtain up. Well, maybe if you press more things up overhead and reach overhead more, the shower curtain wouldn't be such a toil. It's things like that that I noticed that it was just easier to navigate my life once I exercised. And um, so that's the reason. You'll just feel better. Has has so little to do with how I look. Yes, I don't think I I don't think I look like a 12 year old adolescent anymore in my upper extremity. That's great, and that is you know psychologically reinforcing. But does anyone else care? Probably not so much. Um, what I have gained from that exploration is that I have a way of navigating that just works for me, and I see it work for so many people. You just got to get out there and try something. Try something until you find that you like. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how crazy or how little it's, it's, it's what extreme it falls into. Try it. Find out if you like it. Try and commit to it. See if you can. And then try to be open to more things. You might find that what's something that you couldn't do or didn't enjoy years ago, just by focusing on other activities that you enjoy doing, those other less powerful things are something easier and maybe almost. <gasps> enjoyable, dare I say. You will find that you can do more if you do more, I guess, is the, uh, is the uh, crucible there. So um, this has been a rambling session, and I hope that it's been somewhat enlightening in terms of just moving will help you move in general. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. My name is Eric. Please feel free to reach out to me at NucleusStrength.com, N-U-C-L-E-U-S-S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H dot C-O-M. Same name, Nucleus Strength, via Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me. Yours in good health. I look forward to moving with you in the future. Thanks a lot.